Starting your own business honestly sounds like the dream. You get to be your own boss. You don't have to answer to anyone but yourself. You get to choose your hours and how things are done. It is literally all up to you. But at the same time, it's all up to you. You don't have the structure of a normal nine to five job. You'll probably be doing a lot on your own, especially at first, and taking on every role and having to put in hours of work beyond a regular nine to five. Plus, when things go wrong, there's no one to blame but you. And that's a lot of pressure on your shoulders. Starting your own business can be the best thing in the world, but there are definitely things that you have to consider before you dive in. I'm Kristen Buscan. I've been a full-time creator for almost five years and I've brought in over $400,000 from sponsored posts and content creation collaborations with brands so far. Social Scoop is the podcast where we teach you, the entrepreneurial creator, to turn your online influence and creativity into a profitable, self-sustaining business. We're giving you the scoop on what it's really like to start your own business. This, my biz BFF, is Social Scoop. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 126 of Social Scoop Podcast. My name is Kristen, and as always, I'm so excited that you're here today. In all of the positive, exciting dog news, today, actually, Ziva is going to her new home. She got adopted over the weekend. I am so, so, so excited for her because she's honestly been such a little angel baby. (laughs) And she's had so many people that I've just like ghosted her after doing meet and greets um, just because they like are nervous to get a dog and end up backing out, which it all happens for a reason because her new home seems like the perfect fit for her. So we're so excited. Yay, Ziva, another doggy going to their forever homes. This is what it's all about, guys. This is where it gets really exciting. In other news, I'm going to be totally transparent with you. I know that this episode is going to sound a little echoey because it is the first episode that I'm recording in my brand new office shed backyard building thing. Um, If you've been following my Instagram, you've seen that for the last nine weeks, we've been having someone build a backyard office for me. Um, And we finally just finished it. I don't have all of my furniture in here yet, though. So it's just like a little echoey. um, So you are going to do your best to deal with it today. Okay, because you know that I was excited to get in here and record. In other news, a new Instagram update will allow you to preview how photos or carousels will look in your feed before posting. So for now, it will only work for photos or carousels, not real covers. But I saw this and I was immediately so excited because how many times are you posting like a four by five? Is it four by five photo? Um, Portrait mode, whatever on Instagram where you don't know exactly like how it's going to center when you go to post it. So now there's an option for you to actually see the pre view of what it's going to look like on your actual feed. So for those of you like me who still care about what your feed looks like, this is so exciting. You're welcome. Universal Music Group also pulled all of its tracks from TikTok. This has been like a big uh, piece of news that I've heard so much about in the last few days. Videos with any music license to Universal Music Group have been muted. So all of that was pulled. It is basically, it was a failed negotiation between Universal 
music group and TikTok. So all of that is completely gone from TikTok. TikTok is also incentivizing certain creators to post, listen, horizontal videos? What? That are over a minute long. I mean, if this is not TikTok coming from YouTube, then I really don't know what it is. I'm not totally sure how I feel about it. If I'm being totally honest, I think this is a little different from what we've been doing on TikTok. Also, I don't want to record horizontal videos because I have already been posting and recording hor- uh, vertical videos for so long. Like, I have a setup, you know? Like, this, I think, just is like not what I would expect from TikTok. I see like we want to compete with YouTube, similar to like the 30 minute video thing that they released last week, but I'm just not into it. Can we just stick with one thing and like just continue to do it? Like, why do we have to change things up, guys? Ugh. Basically, in the video that talked about this, they said that they were going to be boosting these videos within 72 hours of posting. And this is horizontal videos over one minute long. TikTok would be boosting them only for certain creators that they actually invite to this. To be eligible for the viewership boost, the creator has to have been on TikTok for more than three months and the videos cannot be ads uh, from political parties. So very random requirements here. But if you got invited to this and you're going to be posting horizontal videos that are over one minute, please send me a message and let me know how it goes because I need to see what this incentive actually looks like. Instagram is also working on the ability to move regular stories over to close friends. This will basically be something that shows up under the story settings area. When I was originally looking at this, I saw other people commenting on it being like, oh my gosh, this is such a much needed feature. And I'm just like, why? Um, I don't personally feel like unless I make a mistake, like, oh crap, I was supposed to post that to close friends, but I actually posted it to stories. Unless I make a mistake, like why would I want to move stuff from somewhere that's public to somewhere that's private? And it's only something that's up in general for 24 hours. I don't know. I think this is strictly for people who made the mistake and posted it in the wrong spot, but correct me if I'm wrong. So that's all of our news for this week. We're going to be talking today about starting your own business business and the truth about what that really looks like. Because honestly, I'm going to tell you right now, it's not all rainbows and butterflies. Uh, Let me tell you about some of the things that I have learned. In my almost nine years of being self-employed, at this point, the lessons that I've learned are just hard hitters. You know, there are some things that I did not think that I would be encountering when starting my own business, but I have encountered them. And let me tell you, there have been some lessons learned. The first and kind of most obvious thing here that I think is important to know is that you are the only one who is making you do anything. So self-discipline is 100% mandatory. The cool thing about being self-employed is that yes, you're you're your own boss, but at the same time, you are literally the boss. So if there are days when you wake up and don't feel like going to work, but something needs to get done, no one's going to be on your ass telling you that you need to go get them done. So you need to be that person for yourself, which it's difficult because it actually takes a lot of learning to get to a point where you have a nice balance of, all right, I'm going to let myself take breaks when I need to, but I also need to be hard enough on myself that I do (laughs) like get shit done that I need to get done. So 
being self-disciplined is something that I've learned and at this point kind of mastered. Um, and this also is how I've run myself into the ground so many times. So again, it is a balance. It's definitely one of those things where you need to do the experimentation to figure out what is a good schedule for you. How can you set boundaries for yourself, but do that in a way that still allows you to do your job, right? To make money, to look at the big picture. No one is making you do anything except you. And if you don't want to do it that day, sis, you don't have to do it. It's a pro and it's a con, but everyone wants to be their own boss. And then when they get into it, they realize, oh shit, I have to do stuff. (laughs) I can't just mess around all the time and, and do what's fun. That one I think is really obvious, but I thought it would be important to mention today because it's so truthful. When you own your own business, you also have to be so okay with adapting and also with failing. You're always going to also have to be just open to learning. Maybe some of you guys know this. Maybe maybe some of you don't. But I would say back in 2019-ish, somewhere around there, late 2019, early 2020, I actually started a small business where Andrew had a screen printer uh, or like a heat press. And basically, we were creating our own t-shirts. So I was going and designing them. Andrew would print them on the heat press and I was selling them on a website. It was called the FemM and it was so much fun. I absolutely love doing it, but it was ultimately a business of mine that failed. I closed it down probably about a year later. And I'm not kidding you when I say that I was left with like hundreds of t-shirts that I actually just randomly the last in the last few months <laughs> sold to a woman on Facebook. Like I don't know what she was buying them for, but she bought all like multiple hundred of my already printed t-shirts uh, for like 200 bucks. So whatever, a great deal for her. But the reason why this business failed and what I've, what I've learned throughout the process was I was doing so many things. Like I had my hands in so many different projects that what ended up happening is the FemM ended up being the last thing on my to-do list every day. And so I would very often, similar to what I said in the first point is like, no one was making me work on the FemM. I was really growing with my influencer stuff. I was starting to make more money through brand partnerships. Social Mate was just like starting to become an idea. And I had my hands in all of these things. So naturally trying to sell t-shirts really just came as like the last thing on my to-do list. And what I realized was that I was not giving this business the love that it needed in order to thrive. And so ultimately I was like, I'm not making money here. I'm just doing all this stuff to like buy more t-shirts and sell them and then still not make enough money to make this make sense. So I actually ended up closing down that business. And obviously like I took that hard, that was difficult because I wanted to be successful. I loved doing it. But at the same time, I didn't love it enough that I was putting the effort into it that I needed to. So I closed it down, lost a bunch of money. Um, but then I adapted and tried to change into something new, right? So a lot of the times you're going to have to just be willing to fail, willing to learn from experiences like that. And there's so much that I learned from having my, my t-shirt company that goes into what I do every single day. Now, you may also notice that 
uh, if you've been following me for a long time, at least back in 2018, when I really started using Instagram more intentionally, posting more intentionally, I was sharing a lot of like fashion and beauty and lifestyle content. And eventually I started to get a lot of questions from people just kind of asking about working with brands and running a business and all of that kind of stuff that I realized people were starting to be more interested in. And so I really adapted and and kind of changed up my content um, because I was learning that people were interested in seeing a certain type of thing from me. So that was me changing kind of like my niche and, and adapting to what people wanted. But even further than that, when I did start talking about more of like social media, owning a business, I was considering myself like a social media coach. And when you would go onto my website, it would say, you know, are you a business owner? Are you, you know, a content creator? Are you this? Are you that? Are you looking for photography? Are you looking for management? Are you looking for coaching? I offered 50 different things to 50 different people, but it was all related to social media. And so that I really changed in the last few years from being a social media coach to everyone to being a social media coach specifically for content creators to teach them how to monetize. And it was scary to go to a topic that was so much more specific. But at the end of the day, I adapted to who my audience was and said, most of my audience is content creators and influencers. So I'm going to just create content for them instead of creating content for everyone who's interested in social media. So being willing to learn, being adaptable, being okay with failing and changing things up. You just have to have that flexibility. Like it is a non-negotiable. Ugh, this lesson, this third one, I think is literally the most important one. I know I say these are all important and they are, but this is something you need to hear. I see so many videos on Instagram and on TikTok that say how I grew 50,000 followers in 20 days or how I, you know, got this $5,000 partnership and one email and all of this kind of content that just shows us that you can do something huge in such a small amount of time. And I want you to know that that is the exception. That is not the rule. When you see these people who have massive, massive growth in in like, you know, the snap of a finger, that's not how it works for most people. This is something that takes time. And that I know we're excited. We want to build this business. Like we want to do it full time. We want to quit our jobs. But the issue is that we have to have patience. And it's really difficult to have patience when you're this excited to do something. But when you start your Instagram or your TikTok, or you start creating content or reaching out to brands, whatever it is, go into it knowing this is going to take time. I'm going to have to put so much hard work into this for probably a long ass time before I see the results that some people see in in a week. And if you can go into it with that mindset, if you have viral moments and you blow up super quick, like, you know, these one in a million kind of things, awesome, great, amazing. But if you go into it thinking that that is normal and that's what happens to everyone, you're going to be seriously disappointed when it doesn't happen to you. If it doesn't happen to you, I should say. So when you are thinking about where you want to go in your business, you want to reach these goals, you want to make this much money, you want to build this product, please go into it knowing that you are going to 
to have to put in work and it's going to take time. Even for me, like in 2018, I started posting on Instagram more intentionally, at least. In 2019, I left my company. I sold my company in Massachusetts that I owned. In 2020 is when I started Social Me. And with Social Me, I probably didn't make a full-time income until like last year. So it took me a solid three years. And this is as someone who already had a solid following. This is something that took me about three years for me to get to a place where I realistically on just my social media income could say, okay, I can quit my job. Obviously, this is why multiple streams of income are so important. But you need to know it's gonna take time. This has taken me years to get to the point that I'm at today. I wrote myself this list of all of these like lessons to learn about starting your own business. And every time I get to the next one, I go, oh, this one is so good. But truthfully, this one is also so important. You're gonna run into roadblocks, my friend. Like you're plan that you have in your head of how things are going to go and the timeline of what it's going to look like, just throw it out the window because I can guarantee you things are going to pop up, things are going to change, and you're going to have to figure out how to deal with all of these roadblocks. And it sucks. I'm not going to lie to you, especially when you reach big roadblocks or financial roadblocks. Hitting that stuff hits you hard because it's really stressful not to know what's next, especially if you're a type A, you're a control freak, like I am. It's really scary not to know what's next. I personally went through a huge, huge, huge roadblock um, or transition really in my business in 2019. So many of you guys who've known me for a while know about this. In 2015, in Massachusetts, where I grew up, myself and a friend of mine at the time. So we built a business that was photography and hair and makeup. And Everything was great for a little while, but as we started to settle in and get comfortable, there became a point where I felt like I was pulling 95% of the weight of growing and running this business and my business partner just wasn't. We had so many conversations about this and I really tried to express how I felt. They're also just in the environment that we were in, I felt eventually like very uncomfortable there and like I didn't feel respected and there were so many roadblocks during that journey but ultimately it ended up with me telling my business partner, I'm not looking to be in this business anymore. So I sold my company. So imagine for for four years, for almost five years, you put every single minute of every single day into growing this business and then you leave it and you leave it in the hands of someone else and you go do something completely different. This for me was a huge like roadblock because I'm thinking, okay, I can't, I have to, for my mental health get out of this business. But what am I going to do next? Like, how do I figure out what my life is going to look like? How am I going to pay my bills? I don't know what the future looks like. And so I kind of dilly-dallied around for a little while just to experiment and like see what would work and throw spaghetti at the wall until I eventually landed on Social Mate. But that was truthfully about a year in between when I was like starting to do brand partnerships after I left my company and before 
I started Social Me. And that was not necessarily a full-time income. So it's really scary not knowing what's next. But if I had not left that business, I would not be sitting here today. I wouldn't be living where I live. I wouldn't have met the friends that are in my life now. I wouldn't have the, the security that I have financially or the flexibility with my schedule. I just wouldn't have any of this stuff that I have now and the life that I have now. So taking that that risk and working through that roadblock was so scary. But at the same time, it was just something I would never trade knowing what I know now. So when you do hit these roadblocks, don't always go with the safest option. Like Take chances and don't be afraid to get like a little crazy and try new things. Go into it knowing that there are going to be roadblocks. You're going to find a way to work through them. Truthfully, I don't think that anyone who owns their own business or goes out to start their own business is someone who can't handle figuring things out. So you're going to be fine, but it's going to be scary. I promise you'll be fine though. I say this so much and it is just so truthful. Building your own business can be incredibly lonely in comparison to, for example, like even when I owned my own company where it was an in-person company, I had people surrounded me all the time. Like I was in a salon spa environment. I was with other girls literally all day long, but something about it still felt very lonely because I didn't feel like anyone there really understood exactly what I was going through um, in building the business. Like I had people who worked for me, but they didn't necessarily like own their own businesses and have the same responsibilities that I did. And I feel the same way now as a digital business owner, where 95% of the time I don't have people surrounding me. So it's physically lonely because there's no one in the room with me. But also, again, just mentally very much a struggle of feeling like people don't understand what I'm going through. So networking is a must. Like There are so many times where I actually... This is going to sound crazy for someone who owns a community and like prides themselves on community so much. Truthfully, there are times where networking to me kind of feels like going to the gym. Like I truthfully don't want to do it. But once I start doing it, I'm like, okay, this is actually really fun. Like I do really like people. It's so great to hear other people's struggles and realize that I'm not alone. And I, those moments as a small business owner, someone who owns a digital business where I work by myself all day, that is something that I do really treasure. But sometimes it's really hard for me to get there and actually do the things, especially if it's in-person networking, like getting me to put on real clothes, leave my house, drive somewhere and like put on face to, to meet people. I honestly never want to do it. But doing it has just been so helpful for my business. People that I've met have brought in so many opportunities for my business, have helped me grow, have helped me learn, have helped me feel less alone. And all of that is just stuff that you can't get if you're not networking. So if you're like an introvert, especially you're someone who just doesn't want to network and maybe again, it feels like going to the gym for you, please just remember it is so, so, so helpful for your business. Business. 
I think if you're going to be an entrepreneur of sorts, networking is 100% mandatory, even if you really don't enjoy doing it. Finding time for it in your schedule at least once a month is, is going to be mandatory for you. What I would suggest is coming into a community similar to Social Suite where you have small opportunities for networking, but they don't really ask a lot out of you. So for example, we do these things called date nights a, a couple times a month. We have a lot of group meetings every month that you can come to, but specifically date nights a couple times a month. And this is our opportunity to like show up in your pajamas, your hair in a bun, don't bother with makeup. We're all just showing up to like talk about what's going on in our world, talk about about running our businesses, talk about the stresses, the good things, the bad things. Everyone is like meeting you in the same place. Like we're not here to impress. Find communities like that where you have that low lift networking and you don't necessarily like have to put on real clothes and like go do stuff. Because sometimes again, I think that's a lot to ask for people, especially when you are an introvert or honestly when it's winter. Like I don't want to leave my house in the winter. This is actually something that I said last week in our episode. But I think it is, if anything, out of all of this, the most important lesson, the most important thing you remember while you are building your business, nothing you put out is going to be perfect. It's not going to be perfect when you first put it out. It's not going to be perfect after it's been out for six months. It's not going to be perfect after it's been out for six years. It is never going to be perfect. As I said in the beginning of this episode, you have to learn constantly. You have to be adaptable. You have to be flexible. Nothing you put out is going to be perfect. A lot of the times you need to just get it out there in order for you to learn what's wrong with it. Put it out there, get feedback from people, have a beta testing group, whatever it might be. Have your friends download it, come into social suite, give it to people for free in there and ask for their feedback. We're all here to help each other. Get feedback from people and use that to improve it. We even after having Social Suite for almost two years now, I still put out a survey multiple times a year where I'm asking people, what are the features you're using? What do you like? What do you not like? What do you want to see more of? What do you want to see less of? These are all things that every single month, every single quarter, every single year, I'm using to improve and change the product that I have out there. What Social Suite looks like today versus what it looked like in June 2022 when we first released it, they are so massively different. Even the pricing, like they're everything about it is different. When I put it out there, I'm not going to lie to you. I very much expected it to immediately sell super quick. I thought, oh my God, why would anyone not want this? It's perfect. It's amazing. And it was crickets for a while because I was doing a lot of things wrong. I was doing a lot of things that weren't necessary or that weren't appealing to my audience. And the more I learned now, a year and a half later, I'm in a place where we get a lot of new members and we have a lot of members who have been in for six months, nine months, 12 months, the whole time social suite been open. We have people who really show up every single week for all of the meetings. That is not what it looked like when we first started it. So let's make that very clear. Nothing that you put out there is going to be perfect, but the biggest disservice you can do to yourself as a small business owner is to not put it out because you want to wait until it's perfect. It is never going to be perfect even after you've had it out for a very long time. Speaking of community and how important it is, you 
you guys know my DMs are always open. When you have a question or you're going through something, feel free to send me a message. Tell me you came from the podcast. I'm always happy to give you a shoulder to lean on and join us in Social Suite because honestly, it's never lonely there. I'll tell you that for sure. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great, great, great week. Wish Ziva all the luck with her new family and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.